So it's six, it's half past six. I'm on my way to the store. I want to buy a time. It's starting to get dark outside. There's no one at the streets. You know, everyone's at home. And then as I go up the hill, uphill, I see two guys standing. One tall guy, one short guy. In my mind, I'm like, something is about to go down. I know something is about to go down. One of two things. Number one is that they're going to ask me for airtime. Or number two, that they're going to try to rob me. But anyway, I am ready. You know, I was born ready for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I continue walking. As I walk to the store, I tell myself, you know what? Let me just greet the guys, you know? So when I get to the guys, I'm like, show Machita, and they respond. Their response was the most um, calming response that, you know, I got. Because I was expecting, you know, uh, Bessie voice. But what I got was like soprano voices, you know, with like that feminine touch onto it. And at that moment, you know, the adrenaline rush that I was feeling in my body, the flight or fight uh, energy that I was feeling subsided at that moment and i knew that this episode was going to be important because we were going to unravel what exactly is the value of manhood and what determines you know uh manhood Hi, you're listening to the 9pm podcast with your boy Fred the Alchemist here on Baby Daddy SA. So there are two things that I think you're going to get from this podcast this episode tonight number one is that we want to look at the background of how men were valued in the olden days number two is that we want to look at how men are now valued in this very day in the 21st century i think that understanding you know how much of a shift has happened will make you or will allow you to see how much of society plays a role in determining the, the value of men, the attributes that men should have in order to be considered men, and how most of the other things are useless, but the society anyway is considered to be manhood. For example, let's say that a guy has a, a VW Polo uh, for Wagen. Most of the time when I was doing matric, um, you know, these guys were buying polos because they were working at Sasso. And, you know, it was during the, what do they call Shutdown, yeah, the, short, the shutdown. So these guys would go and work at Sasso. Uh, and then after some time, they'd buy this uh, VW polo. And, you know, at, at that time, every young lady wanted them because these guys had everything they had to life. But the honest truth was that you know they didn't have the life and that was how they were they were valued so 
that was 2014 around the 2013 so people were valued by the vw polo man they were valued by that so let's you know rewind and go back 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 when our ancestors used to wear um animal fur which is now expensive that you can't buy and it's also wrong because you're killing animals but anyway when they used to you know have that uh fashion sense so what would happen was that if i was walking in the bush and i saw this young lovely sunshine you know in the river and she's fetching water and i decide that you know this young lady oh my gosh she's the one that approach obviously you know and do all the nice um uh charming dances as animals would do and somehow she'd be convinced that you know this is the guy for me too and after that you know what i'd talk to her that okay i'm gonna send my uncles to come to your family and eventually you know strike a deal and we can get married and we can live happily ever after so after that what would happen was that um the guy would send his uncle his uncles to you know his partner's home to his future wife to his spouse and they'd go there and negotiate how many cows they wanted and if you didn't have cows unfortunately then it meant that you were never going to get married which is the honest and sad truth you know that was it it's either you have cows or you don't if she decides to um you know get married with you without the the blessings or the consent of the of her parents well you know what happens then it means that you are thrown away from your family uh both of you are thrown away from your family uh or it can be even worse you know when kings have tight rules that your cases now you decided to do this please leave our community because it seems like you don't respect our culture so that is something that would happen and after that i think one of those things that were very important was that is a man able to provide is a man able to provide by provide it meant that the man has to be able to go out and hunt and then come back and you know whatever he had um captured he would share with his family and secondly was the ability to to fight to be in an army you know bushagazulu there you know running with their asses out and stuff like that i'm joking it's a joke guys but it's true it's something that they did in the olden days you know they were not afraid to show their uh, their skin that's how men were not afraid to show their skin now men are men are afraid to show the even the even their you know skinny legs and things like that but yeah <laughs> men were not afraid to show their skin and it was one of those things that so see that you a provider uh you in a army you a protector and another thing would be when as time went by you know um besides you being going to the army i think one of the biggest factors that i've seen and i've read about is men going to work in the mines because that was the second stage of things when after the apartheid era or during the apartheid era most black men were hired into the mining sector so that's where they would work and they would go for a very long time let's say that your parents are in kezeran but you have to go and work in 
in Josie. So you'd see that man would actually go for a, lo- a very long time. It actually reminds me of a post that I saw on Facebook. The post was posted by a guy. And the guy was saying that I miss, you know, when women used to uh, do their work in the kitchen and say nothing. And a woman actually replied and say that I miss when men used to go to war and die. <laughs> I think this is actually, you know, a funny response, but it's actually true. A lot of the time, you know, um, there were specific gender roles that were not, um, how can I say this? They were not shared, they were not disturbed, and they were seen as sacred uh, roles, you know? Not like now when you expect someone to, uh, a female to maybe cook for you, it seems like you are still holding on to the indoctrinations of, you know, your, your ancestors. And maybe you'd be called that, you know, you don't believe in, um, what do they call this? Uh, equal equal relationships whereby, you know, you respect your partner and you don't force your partner to do anything. Uh, you're supposed to do everything as a man and she's also supposed to do everything as a man, which at some point it makes me wonder then what's the purpose of being in a relationship if you can do everything by yourself but i think that's you know another discussion for a whole uh, uh topic but looking at that alone you could understand that men had a specific role that they had to uh, adhere to to be considered and valued as men so now let's look at men in the 21st century so we can understand that uh, the task of being a provider has been stripped away from them in one way or the other whether you like to accept it or acknowledge it or not but it's actually the truth women are now able to do whatever men used to do they're able to go to work they're able to hustle they're able you know and they're entrepreneurs and they're actually better entrepreneurs than women says the stats in the u.s america and i also you know tend to lean to believe that because women do have best time management skills and discipline compared to men they aim for more realistic goals compared to to men you know they're not as um let me not say this because <laughs> this is baby daddy essay come on so yeah so we've seen that you know most of the elements that contributed to men being valued are now being done by women and even looking at the protection side whereby men are no longer protecting their families because now we have the SAPS, you know, the South African Police um, Services. We have the the task of being a protector has been stripped away from men by the government. So it means that you can no longer protect your family, leave it to their, uh, you know, to the police. You have rights now. We call them rights. So your rights should protect you and things like that, which is not always the case. But yeah, that's what is happening. Let's look at providing. You know, for most men, I think that the thing that was advantageous to them was having the body. So in the olden days, you know, it was more of having the physique to do the work more than having the mental aspect to do the work. So now there has been a shift whereby there is less manpower that is needed, you know, and more 
of mindset kind of thing, the intelligence part of being hired to do a specific job and which has, you know, affected how men actually function. But now let's look at the overall societal um, uh, uh, scale of how a man is valued. So if you look at many townships, there are small things, I won't consider them big things, but there are small things that can be traced to be common factors. Number one is that men are expected to uh, smoke, expected to drink, expected to dress in a particular way. They are expected to talk in a particular way. They are expected to walk in a particular way. They are expected to have um, <laughs> have a beard, you know, um, facial hair. If you don't have, or if you have less facial hair, well, man, you're in trouble. But yeah, you expect you to do that. And if you're coming from in Makaya, you know, in the rural areas, well, number one is that you have to, oh my gosh, there, there it's worse, like, there it is worse. So, number one is that you have to be able to uh, slaughter a cow, slaughter a sheep, slaughter a goat, you know, be able to do one of those two things. And you have to be able to try in Goma, or uh, which, the, I don't know, but you have to be able to sing the traditional songs so to say you know you have to be able to sing the ritual songs when men are gathering around and they are talking you know and they start singing you have to participate if you do not participate then man it means that you're still a child and i think that is where you know most of the things and the pressure you know comes up but the most common factors now have been that and i'm saying the most common factors i'm not saying this is true for everyone so we find out that um, a lot of men are valued for the amount of partners that they have. You know, if you're having one partner, they say, ah, man, it means that you cannot, you know, you cannot handle a woman or things like that. Uh, why do you only need one partner? Don't you know that men, you know, have multiple partners and all of that? They promote uh, polygamy, if I'm not mistaken, if that's the term. It's been a long time since I've used that term, so... <laughs> Yeah, so they, they promote that. Um, they also teach this to very young men. You know, they teach it to very young men that you're supposed to have multiple partners, not cheating, you're just having multiple partners. I even had an incident once, you know, when I was talking to a guy and we were talking, it was nice, man. If there are things that men can bond to, even if they didn't know each other, is about talking about women. You know, talking about women, talking about soccer and alcohol, ah, guys will bond. I didn't know you, but if we talk about those three things, I'm telling you, it's a win-win situation. Anyway, so let's continue. So I was sitting with this guy. I'm in a bus. Uh, no, I was actually in a train. Yeah, I was in a train. Uh, I trained from Standardton to Durban. So I'm in a train, sitting at night, 2 a.m., and, you know, people are singing in the train. It's noisy. We have some women there. They are doing their thing. You know, it's happening, guys. It's happening. And there were these two twins sitting in front of me, and I'm sitting with my brother. And, you know, <clears throat> so we were talking, getting to know each other and talking about women. And then this argument came up, you know, about having multiple partners. And the twin said that you know it's not cheating if you have 
uh, different partners who who speak different languages. So let's say that you have a partner who speaks Setswana, you have a partner who speaks Isizulu, you have a partner who speaks Sipedi, or you have a partner that speaks Swahili and things like that. And it said that it's cheating only when you um, date someone who's in the same tribe who speak the same language. So that is cheating. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it says, okay, number one is that they don't know each other. Um, that you don't come from the same tribe, which means you're not cheating. I'm like, what? The fact that you're seeing someone else and, you know, it means that you're cheating. It's like, no, it's not the same. And for a moment, they are almost believed in because at that time, you know, we were still young and things like that. But yeah. <laughs> so what have we seen is that you know it's something that is perpetuated and when you're doing it they consider it to be a, a good thing which i don't necessarily agree with i think that a man should have one partner and one partner should be sufficient for you because most of the time you know having a lot of, uh, multiple partners actually causes a lot of headache and you, you don't get to develop because whenever you face an obstacle you tend to run away from it you jump from one partner to the other one partner to the other but uh, another reason is the one of uh, mismatic um, how can I, I say this but you know whenever you sleep with someone uh, a part of you and a part of them you know is uh, interchanged so it's one of those things but let's look at another way now that men have been valued in the 21st century so we find that a lot of men are valued by the way that they were if they have a lot of money you know then they'd be considered to be a man regardless of their character uh, regardless of you know their character um, what else whether they, they respect people or not, we don't care about that anymore. People don't care about that anymore. Society doesn't. Only if you have money, then you're a man. If you wear fancy, expensive clothes, you're a man. If you, if you, have, a, if you have a nice car, that's another factor. As I told you, the VW story. If you have a nice car, that is still something that is trending. If you have a nice car, you have a Mercedes, and you know you go to university, uh, you finish university, but you go there. We don't know why you're going there, but you go there. <laughs> um, you know, you're valued as a man. You're valued as a man. And people actually consider you as a man. But the question is, what are the true values of manhood? You know, even looking at now whereby what used to be the values of men or, or the scale at evaluating men which was uh, protecting, providing for your families, you know, what is now or what can we now consider to be the, the values of manhood? And to find out the answers for that, tune in to the next episode which is coming out on Friday at 9pm. So stay tuned and stay blessed. Peace and love.